I'm Marcia. Welcome to the Inspired Word of God. Today I want to talk about the right step or steps to righteousness. If you are saying to yourself that you keep hearing about righteousness, but you're not sure what it is, then let's just discuss it. Righteousness is the quality or state of being right, righteous, having a righteous conduct. There are laws that we follow in society that are right, and we have to adhere to that conduct or we risk getting ourselves in trouble. Well, spiritually speaking, there are right things to do according to the word of God, a code of conduct that he wants us to follow. And if we do that, then it puts us in a righteous status in his sight. We can listen to someone preach and teach about this all day long and anything else from the Bible. But it's important for us to get a complete understanding of his word that we get into God's word for ourselves. So I will always encourage you to study the Bible for yourself and the scriptures that I share with you, go back and read them for yourself and take time to wait on the Lord to reveal to you what he is saying to you specifically. I chose scriptures today that point us in the direction of a right step. There are many mandates and instructions in God's word, but I only chose a few to give us an idea of how he wants us to live. It is a choice and a process being aware of how you behave, how you think, and the choices that you make. It is a good thing to ask yourself if what you are doing lines up with the word of God. Perfection in God's eyes is not perfection in the world's eyes. You shouldn't be concerned with trying to be perfect for someone in society. It's a lost cause. So let's start with this idea of your personal best. Usually, when we want to be at our personal best, we assess what changes we need to make to reach that goal. When it involves your spiritual walk, there are things you can do, such as going to church, attending Sunday school, or Bible study weekly. Some of you may not want to start out this way, but if you want to reach for that deeper relationship with God, talking to him and reading his word will help. If the King James Version is too difficult to understand, there are other versions that speak more in layman's terms. The NIV is a popular translation, and other than the King James Version, my personal preference is the Life Application Bible. But I encourage you to look around and open a few Bibles up, read the scriptures, and see what feels comfortable for you when you read the verses. Everyone has their favorite service at church that they like to attend. I love Bible study because it helps to get into the Word of God and discuss the Word and learn what God is saying. 
I would also encourage you to do your own personal Bible study at home because when you're in a setting that's comfortable for you at home and you open up your Bible and you read a verse, you read a particular chapter, jot down notes, and just meditate on what you're reading. Pray and ask God for understanding. But a personal Bible study is very enriching and you learn a lot. If we rely on the Word of God and pray and ask for direction and understanding from Him, we will gain that understanding. I would encourage you to take your time and read the Bible slowly. It's not a contest or a race. I've had people say, well, I've read the Bible three times from cover to cover. I'm not impressed by that. I don't think anybody else is either. I think the most important thing is, what did that person get, if anything at all, when they read it three times from cover to cover? Was it just a matter of saying, I read the Bible from cover to cover? Or did they really sit down and take their time with each chapter and the verses within each chapter to find out what God is saying? And how did it affect them? And how has it enhanced their lives? Because if you're looking at them and they haven't shown any improvements, what good did it do? 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 reads, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. It tells us in 2 Timothy that the word of God given by inspiration of God is for correction and instruction in righteousness. If we follow his word and live by it, we will live in righteousness. I don't say this lightly. You need to follow his word and live by his word. When we strive to live for God, we focus on a deeper relationship with him and living your best life to please him and nobody else. God says he's coming back for a church without spot and blameless. Second Peter 3.14 reads, Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless. To be blameless means free from or not deserving blame, to be guiltless. To be free from blame means either you do not do it in the first place, or if you did do it, you make it right by asking God to forgive you, you turn away from ever doing that thing again, and be sincere in your heart. Because if you're not sincere, then it's false. This verse in 2 Peter 3.14 tells us to be diligent in being without spot and blameless. We just talked about that. So as you walk through your day, be aware of those things that you do and work on correcting those things that would cause you to be full of spots and holding blame. If you slow it down, in your fast-paced life and honestly give thought to everything you do and say, it might surprise you how much you think, say, 
and do in an hour's time, not to mention in a day's time, all of those things that cause spots on your spirit. Some of us have so many spots on our, our spirit that we could be mistaken for a leopard. Try the exercise for an hour. Increase it to a couple of hours. Resign yourself to focusing on it for a full day. Just to see your thought process. Track your thoughts. Track what you say and do. And see how much out of alignment with God you really are. You might say that it's not possible to focus on everything that you say and do minute to minute. But all I'm telling you is, if we can utter bad words, think bad thoughts, and do something we shouldn't, why can't we resign ourselves to take the effort to correct thoughts and what we verbalize and the things that we do? If we take the time to think about it, we can control it. No one said that it would be an easy process. If you truly want to live a righteous life for the Lord, then it is up to you to put forth the effort, and only you can do that. Nobody can do it for you. Remember, on that faithful day, when we all stand before the Lord, nobody will be able to stand beside us. Every one of us will stand before the Lord individually. It will be very important for you not to have any spots, not to have any blemishes. Nothing down here, no amount of peer pressure or popularity will ever matter when we stand before the Almighty. I'm going to read Romans 12, 9 through 21 from the Life Application Bible. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spirit fervor. Serving the Lord, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless, do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath for it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. 
In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And it tells us in Matthew 7, 1, Judge not that ye be not judged. If you read that and continue to walk around judging people, you are ignoring God's instructions. Here's another scripture. Matthew 5, 27, 28 tells us, You have heard that it was said by them of old times, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you that whosoever look on a woman to lust after her commits adultery with her already in his heart. People will argue with you that thoughts are not a sin. But it tells you right here that they can be a sin. Because if you're looking on somebody and you have lust in your heart, just looking at that person and the thoughts that's going through your mind makes you guilty. But these are just some of the scriptures that I was pointing out to you. When he gives us instructions, he's telling us what to do and what not to do. And if we follow his word, we will step in righteousness. In Galatians 5, 22 and 23, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Ephesians 5, 8 through 10 tells us, For you were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. If you want to know what it is to be righteous, to step righteous, these are some of the instructions and mandates in his word that we should follow. When you read his word, you will read about people who continue to be rebellious and disobedient. You will read how God sent his wrath and punishment on those who lived in disobedience, disrespect and dishonor of him. You will learn how faithful God is and how he was faithful to those that trusted him and honored him. You will understand why his wrath came. You will learn that when you trust him and honor him, he will open a door before you that you did not know was there. You will learn and understand that he placed instructions in the Bible for us to learn how to live a righteous life and to follow his word. That life he offers is here for the taking, but it starts with you. You have to be willing to accept his word. You have to be willing to live it. My closing prayer, Lord, I pray that each of us will take the necessary steps toward living that right life you desire for us. I pray that you place true men and women of God in every path to minister, witness, and teach. I pray that your word 
will fall with accuracy in the hearts of those who desire to know you. Equally important, I pray those who seek you will not allow false tongues to lure them away from you. In Jesus' name, amen.